0: This episode contains adult language, mature situations, a fragrance maker who has bromidrophilia, a shy protagonist uses way too much deodorant, weird sexual tension, crazy office romances, and lots of unique manga news. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, Episode 392, Sweat and Soap. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyric and Monger Review. Some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan. Saying Konnichiwa, Aloha, Bonjour, and what's up? I hope all of you've been safe and happy during this crazy time, and I know that this is in a very weird situation, but I hope you've been well, and I hope that this podcast is able to alleviate some of the tension that you have right now, especially with all the craziness that's happening in this world. But I digress. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Like I said, Spirekin is a podcast providing informative reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. Every episode, we talk about one or two geeky topics, and we tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously, we talk about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the actual physical copies, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You know, I don't have to agree with anything I'm my co-host, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Discord, iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. You can also look at our show notes. And we have lots of other ways you can get in contact with us. Like You can direct message me on Twitter. Instagram, or Facebook, or Twitter, at Spirekin. that's S-P-I-R-A-K-N. And if you want to send me an email with any comments or concerns, you can send them to Zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com. Also, join the Discord, and you can recommend manga, movies, and other things you can review. Our Discord tiny URL is tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-K-N. D-I-S-C-O-R-D, so Spira Discord. And so now that I've done shilled all of the information just kind of self-promoted enough, let's actually get to it, shall we? Because before we do our reviews, we go into the manga news, and this week's manga news has been kind of crazy and pretty enlightening. So let's get to it. Our first bit of news is that Pixix and Nippon Shupan Habai Incorporated's web manga general election results are in, and after 27,000 applications for manga web series were whittled down to 50 series, after all of the tabulation, all the tallying, the winner was crowned. And the winner is Days on Fez by Kanato Oka as the number one web comic of 2020. Now, for those you who don't know, this story has been described as the story of high schooler Kanata Sora, who takes her classmate Otaha Yamada to their first rock festival, and the experience is greater than anything they could ever imagine, and it's a new life of rocking out. Now, in second place was Otoge ni Trip Shita, or I Tripped Into a Otome Game with a male symbol in the middle, and this is by Ikuzakano. And this manga is serialized on Media Factory's GenPixiv website. And it follows a college aged guy named Otoya Otonaro. Otoya isn't very confident and wants nothing more than to start over in another world. And one day, when playing a game, he clicks on an ad and is transported, you guessed it, to another world where all the other men are very nice to him. It turns out that Otoya found himself a one way ticket into an Otome game. That's kind of a weird, interesting irony. Now in third place, we had cherry magic. 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard by Yu Totoya. All right, sorry, Yu Toyota. And uh, this follows Adachi, a 30 year old virgin who has developed the power to read people's minds by touching them. And after a brush with a very handsome colleague, Adachi realizes he has a raging crush on none other than Adachi himself. Interesting, weird, crazy, and I don't know, could be pretty good. Now, the other series that made it on here was, in fourth place you had The Delicious Adventures of Dampier by Tomato Soup. Fifth place was Koi ga Tashin Shojo wa Konojo ga Yashisuse to iru, or A Girl Who Can't Speak Thinks She Is Too Kind, and this is by Ichiyamura. Sixth place is Ichacha Sura Okanagawa Choto Dango no Hanashi. This is by Tokiwa. You have Kosaru Otome no Sukurikata, or I Turned My Childhood Friend into a Girl. And this is by As- Asasa Banjo. You have Sasaki and Miyano, and this is by Shou Harusono, and this has been licensed by Yen Press. Ninja to Gokudo by Sunsuke Kodo, and Minato Shoujo Coin Laundry by Yasuo Tsubaki, and Sawa Katsumi, So a very huge list of different series that are all listed as webcomics. A couple of them have been released. Now the cool thing is that Cherry Magic is currently released by Square Enix Manga, and Days on Fez is going to be released by Yen Press February 2021. We talked about this in one of our earlier news reports, so we've talked about it, but this series has been critically acclaimed, and when it is officially released, we're definitely going to be reviewing it. So now let's get into some other news. So uh, uh, Negi Haruba, the mangaka for the Quintessential Quintuplets, which we reviewed all the way back in episode 311 of the podcast, is recruiting assistants on the Ganmo Manga Artist and Assistant Matching Service for a new serialized manga that will run in Kodansha's weekly Shonen magazine. Now, this assistant will be expected to do screen tones, inklings, and backgrounds, and there's no word on what the manga's title or what the plot will be. But the fact that Quidcentric Quintalpus was such a good series, I'm excited to see what Negi Haruba is going to do next. Hope you are too. So, next one more news on my favorite mangaka. On Monday, the 2nd of November, which was two days ago, Amazing mangaka Rumiko Takahashi, the creator of Ranma One Half, Meisani Koku, Mermaid Scar, Inuyasha, and so many other series, received the Fall 2020 Medal with Purple Ribbon. And she received this from the Japanese government. Now, this award is awarded to individuals who contributed to academic and artistic development, improvement, and accomplishments. And past recipients of the honor included. Shigeru Mizuki in 1991, the creator of Gekugano Ketoro. You had Fujio Akatsuji in 1999. You had the co founder of Studio Ghibli, uh, Isao Takahata, in 1999. You had amazing mangaka and insane man, uh, Leiji Matsumoto, in 2001. You had Tatsuya Chiba in 2020. Only Yesterday singer Haruma Miyako. You had Joe Hisashi in 2009 and so many others. So this is great that she's been on this list. Now, fun fact, I don't believe that Osama Tetsuka got this award, so she's one up on Otazuka finally. Also, her former uh, mentor, Kazuo Koike, also did not get this award, so hey, that's kinda cool. So, other news. um, Hero Inc.'s Monthly Heroes magazine. So the magazine's called Monthly Hero by Heroes Inc has announced that all the manga in the magazine will move to the online KamiPri website. Now, Monthly Hero launched in November 2011 and has published such ongoing manga as Ultraman, Killing Bites, Adam the Beginning, Infinite T-Force, Mirai no Biosen, Common Rider Kuga, and Himeno Sepia. Now, there's a bunch of completed manga that ran this magazine, including Majestic Prince, World Heroes, Sword Guy, Ninja Batman... Hero Mask, and many others. And so these are all going to be on the KamiPri website to check out. And they also announced that on December 1st they're going to be publishing a new issue of the magazine that's under the title Heroes. Now, this issue will be one for those who want to read a magazine, but they didn't state that if there's going to be any further issues. So this could be just a one and done. You guys have liked our magazine so long. Here is something for you. Now, this is going to be Bittersweet if you're a fan of the manga magazine. But on the other hand, this is progression. They're moving forward. So it's a shame, but I guess that is it. Uh, other news. One of my favorite light novels that I've been reading religiously almost. How A Realistic Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom is getting an anime adaptation in July 2021. It's been officially announced. And they actually gave information on who is working on it. And some shots of the first episode. So first off you have... Yosuke Kobayashi, voicing the main character, Kazuma Soma, the yosha who comes to a world and becomes a bureaucrat. You have Inori Minase, voicing the heroic Lysia Elfrenda, then, who is his love interest. It's kind of crazy. It's going to be directed by um, Takashi Watanabe, who directed The Slayers and Ikitosen and Freezing. And it's going to be created by GC Staff. Uh, what else? It's going to be written by Go Zappa. Uh, character designed by Mai Otsuka. And then the music will be composed by Ekiuchi Tatayama, who did Layback Camp and Senryu Girl. So, I'm kind of excited for this. It's got a really good group of people working on this. And the fact that you have Takashi Watanabe, who worked on the Slayers, doing this, it excites me a little bit. Because it is a fantasy series. Yes, it's an Isekai, but it's a fantasy series. So, we'll see where it goes. So, now let's get on to some licensing news and some just general announcements. So, in spring 2021, mangaka Naoki Sarazawa plans to launch a new manga with another creator drawing on it. No word on what this manga is or what's going to be about it. And we've actually been talking about Naoki Sarazawa over the last couple of weeks. We talked about the fact that he's going to have the spin off to Saru Lock, um, Saito Heavens Crow, Fun Ryushi coming out on November 4th, which is today today comes out also he released that weird manga my house is a love hotel in kodansha's manga kingdom website on the 25th of september so he's been pretty popular so i think he's gonna get something really good off maybe i have to wait and see on december 28th uh tomo matsumoto the mangaka of beauty is the beast which we reviewed in episode 158 of the podcast is launching a new manga titled Rhythm Nation and this can be released in Hakosensha's Melody Magazine. And this manga is going to center on a boy named Fu who has practiced all his life but is pulled into a new world. Now, I wasn't a fan of Beauty is the Beast but I might give this a try. We'll see. On December 1st, shaman king fans rejoice the shaman king franchise created by hiroyuki takai is getting a shoujo off titled shaman king and a garden and this is going to be released in kodansha's nakayoshi magazine it's going to tell the past of the characters kana matilda and marion is it going to be good is it going to be bad well if you're a shaman king fan you're going to love it me personally shaman king has been meh i'm still going to check it out though we'll see now on November 18th, something more interesting is happening. Now, Hiroshi Motomiya, the mangaka of Salaryman Kentaro, a manga that we reviewed in episode 267 of this podcast, is launching a new manga titled Takeki Oga no Kuni Ino, Take Taka, or Fierce Country of Gold Ino Tata Taka. And this will be released in Shuisha's Grand Jump magazine. Now this manga is going to be a historical taiga romance about real life cartographer Tata Taka Inoue, or Ino, and the manga will debut with opening color pages and a feature on the main magazine cover for um, Grand Jump magazine. Now I really like Salaryman Kintaro, and I think that Hiroshi Motomiya has great storytelling ability, and his art is pretty good. So, I think this is going to be something to definitely check out and look forward to. Even though, yes, it is mainly a lot of dad manga, this could be really good. But, anyway. So, last bit of news. Uh, Yesterday, October 3rd, Mangamo added Kimuri Kurakara's um, Laughing in the Fog, a.k.a. Ujitaka ni Wararu into it to its app. Now, for those who don't know, "Laughing in the Fog" is a short story in the "Laughing Under the Clouds" or "Don'ten ni Waru" franchise, and it—the whole franchise—takes place in the 11th year of the Meiji era, where there's a bunch of dissatisfaction towards the government in Japan due to the rising of Westernization, the ban of samurai, and what happens is that a new prison is opened to combat these increases in crime and they're three brothers of the Kumo family who've been entrusted with transporting criminals to the new prison, but there's a bunch of adventures that they get involved in. So this short story deals with them in a unique way, and i it's different. It's kind of a mixture of, of a prison procedural and an uh, old-school uh, Meiji-era samurai story. You might like it. I'm kind of fascinated by it because you... For those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while, you know I'm a history buff. So I'm a little intrigued by this series. It's one of those ones which kind of piques my interest. So that is actually it for the news. No other licenses. No other big news. Nothing from Fantastica Inc., which I really doubt they're going to get 400 mangas by the end of the year. They're still at 150. But um, no other big news. But let's actually get to it, shall we? The main part of the podcast, the reason why I do this podcast and why I've been doing it since 2008. And what are we talking about? The manga review of the day. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it did turn out to be reviewing a manga that was written by Yamada Kintetsu. And it was published by Kodansha, and it's currently being released by Kodansha USA. There are three volumes out right now, which you can get in most Barnes Nobles or online. Uh, The original run was 2018 to present. There are eight volumes. It is a Senin series, and it's classified as a comedy, slice-of-life, romance, mature series. And what is this series I'm talking about? Well, I'm talking about Asetu Seken, or Sweat and Soap. So, to describe this series simply, this is combine the weird, odd couple nature of Wadakoi, add in a dash of, well, office romance, and then throw in the office politics and weirdness of Aggretsuko, and you get sweat and soap. So, to explain sweat and soap is very easy. It is the story of Asako Yashima, a 26-year-old financial department accountant for Liladrop Incorporated. Now, they are a very famous cosmetics and toiletries company that is really popular. They come up with some of the best soaps, bath bombs, deodorants, so on and so forth. And Asako loves working there. Now, the reason why she loves working there is because she loves their products. They smell amazing, they look amazing, and she uses them rather frequently. Why? Well, since a young age, she's had a bit of a perspiration problem. It actually led to her being nicknamed a stinko as a child in one version, or it's a seco, So they call her Stinky, essentially. And because of that, she's become very, well, nervous around people for pro- for perspiring, for sweating. So she doesn't want to sweat, she tries to be s- as still as possible, doesn't exercise, uses an absurdly large amount of body wipes and sprays, and just makes her, she's really, really, just top notch, and when she gets to work, she sees some of the new stuff that's coming out, and she geeks out about it because she loves getting the new fragrances because she wears so much perfume to cover her scent. And as she's looking at this new perfume, which has a unique smell to it, a guy runs up to her and says, Oh my God, what does that smell? What is it? Let me know. I need to smell you right now. And this weirdo saying she he wants to smell her. She gets freaked out, and then he eventually like pulls her aside and talks to her after he kind of accosts her and says, Listen... I work here. My name is Kotaro Notori. I'm a soap designer. I'm actually the one of the planners in product development and I got a great smell and I love, not great smell, a great nose for smells and I love your smell. It smells intoxicating. It's your smell. Listen, for the next week I need to smell you. The reason why is I'm working on a new product and I just, your smell is perfect for it and I need to know what it is. And she's kind of freaked out by this guy but she says, okay, Because he kind of forces her to say, okay. Finds out who she is, finds out where she works, so he's kind of stalking her. And then she researches him and sees that he actually is, like, the nose behind Little Drop's best-selling soaps. He's pretty high up in—he's a a company star. And so over the next week, he is sniffing, like, holding her and essentially, like, groping her, sniffing her, and really kind of interested. But it doesn't smell the same. He doesn't know why it doesn't smell the same. And over a bunch of situations, he ends up being a little too— Forward, she freaks out and runs off, and then he saves her from a pervert who's on a train. And when she thanks him, she, he smells her and realizes what the smell is. The smell is when she's happy. She puts a different smell than when she's sad or scared or worried, and that smell entices him. And because of this, they end up. Let's be honest. They hook up. He creates an. Am- well, they, he makes an amazing presentation. Makes a great scent before all this happens, and. He wants to thank her, go to dinner. She freaks out, says no. They end up together, they hook up, and they end up dating. And the series is about them dating while kind of hiding their relationship and dealing with the fact that Kotaro has a smell fetish. Like he's really into sniffing her. Like they have sex, they do things, but he likes that smell. Like, he has her stay over, wear one of his shirts, and he says in the back of his head, he's like, I'm not going to wash that shirt. When she leaves, I'm going to sleep with that shirt because it's going to smell amazing. And he's like, I'm going to wash shirt. He's like, no, you can't. Please. I need that smell. And she's like, you're a weirdo. But she really likes him. And after a while, they end up actually saying they love each other. And it's, they love each other, care about each other, even for their weird quirks, and they're able to tell the things about them, like... The fact that Kotaro is able to tell that Asako, whenever she's not feeling good or she's sad, he knows the scent of her sad versus her happy. And he knows something's bothering you, what's up? And she's able to tell his moods and knows more about him than anyone else knows about. Like he shares his hidden nest at the job. Like he made a hidden area in one of the storage units that's essentially, this is my place I hang out at when I'm not working. It's got all my favorite stuff, including you. You're my favorite stuff. Because he really loves her. It's love for a smell. And it's a whimsical and weird story that's got a lot of volumes on it. And it's, it's not just the courtship which is going on. It's also the fact that they're trying to hide their relationship. But it's not because Kotaro wants to hide the relationship. He would will be willing to shout out, I love a Sako in the middle of the street. He wouldn't care. He does have problems in public sniffing her, because he thinks it's a weird thing, even from like it's like, I want to sniff her, but I can't. Like, their first date is so awkward, because he's trying not to sniff her in public, or find the perfect time to sniff her, and it doesn't work. And she's like, you were acting weird the entire day. And then she's like, well, I want to sniff you. Maybe we should end this. He's like, well, no, I let's go back. I, I missed you sniffing me. Oh, and sniffing leads to sexy time. So, yeah. But... The thing is that Asako's afraid that all of the women who hang around Kotaro are going to be jealous and give her shit when they find out that she is dating the handsome star of the ball, the person who makes all the cool sense. Because he has a bunch of women who are flocking after him, like essentially being his assistants who love him and follow him. And once they find out that she is his girlfriend, they're going to treat her like crap, like she's afraid of being made fun of. So he's willing to protect Kotaro or by not saying anything, but this is going to lead to problems. At the end of the first volume, it introduces his assistant, who gets along really well with Asako, but it hints that she loves Kotaro as well, and this is going to lead to a conflict later on. Now, at first, I didn't expect this to be good at all, because it sounds so weird, but I was surprised how fast I read it, and how much I wanted to read more about this. This is one of those ones that I would love to see a anime series of or live action. I think it would be well done even though the whole uh, what is it? It's bro- bromophilia? Uh, it's uh, Hold on. Bromidrophilia is a little much. It's kind of it's similar to how Mysterious Girlfriend X the whole thing of he's addicted to her sweat or her drool. It's kind of like that where it's like what the hell's going on? It's one of those weird fetishy things. But it's still the story itself is very charming. And I gotta say that I do want to read more of this. And for that reason, uh, also the, the art style is great. The, if you want to read the first chapter, it is actually available on KodanshaComics.com. You can read the first chapter and see how it is. Like I said, it's really, really porny. And Asako isn't bad looking. It's just she's shy because of everything that's going on. She wears glasses. She's short. She also has huge tits. So, yeah, things like that. And I can say that because, well, it's kind of interesting. Even Greta thought, like, she looks good. Like, she's surprised she's so depressed. The smell thing kind of freaked out, Greta. Not going to lie. That's the only thing which drops it down. But I'd have to give this a bar from a friend and don't return unless I offer Pocky. It's really good. It's just the smell thing is a little weird. It takes a little bit of time to get used to. But once you get used to it, it's not bad. It's actually pretty inventive. And it's something a little bit different. It is very odd, but... For these two characters, it works to fix them both because one is obsessed with smells because that's what he does for a living. He makes scents and soaps. And like he's able to tell, like, someone is wearing in the order that they're wearing. It's like, okay, you wore this fragrance this morning, but you put this deodorant on. Okay, but yesterday you were wearing this. And he's able to know that. Well, she is super. I don't want to smell like anything. And now, because I'm so insecure, and now she's becoming more secure with this relationship. So if you've actually read, Sweat and Soap. Let me know what you think. If you've read it, if you agree with me or disagree with me, email me, zan at Let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree with me, disagree with me, or whatever. <sighs> yeah, this was this was a fun one to read, gotta say. But with that in mind, actually, let's get... Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrocon.com. You can email me personally at zan, that's xan at spyrocon.com. Also, tweet me at at Spyarkin on Twitter, we'll be releasing this week a new episode of the Bondathon. I know we skipped on October, but the shock of uh, No Time to Die uh, being pushed back, and more importantly. This this week's untimely information about Sean Connery has put it back into gear that I need to get the Bondathon back up and running. So this week we're gonna be getting No Time to Die, and more importantly, it's gonna be one where we're gonna be talking with Darius Washington again. If you've listened to our episode where we talked about the Great Pretender case two, it's gonna be just as fun as that one. So check it out. And Think that's it oh well before we get to that part you all waiting for let's get to the manga releases for the week for november 3rd 2020 we got 33 releases and i'm excited for a lot of them so f- first off we got world twigger volume 21. i did not like the series too much but it's one which is interesting you have welcome to the ballroom volume 10 finally we're getting further on with that story the royal Tudor volume 14 the promised neverland volume 17. that time i got reincarnated as a slime volume 9 The Light Novel in Volume 2, the manga. You also have Volume 14 of the manga as well. Uh, You have Sword Art Online, Progressive Brickarola of Froth, Volume 1, the manga. Snow White with the Red Hair, Volume 10. Short Cake Cake, Volume 10. Samurai 8, The Story of Hachimaru, Volume 4. Sacrifice Princess and the King of Beasts, Volume 11. Sachi's Monstrous Appetite, Volume 1. Pop Team Epic, Second Season, the manga. My Hero Academia Vigilantes, Volume 8. May Those Laid-In Battlegrounds Leave No Trace, Volume 2, The Light Novel. Mishima Heroes, the manga. Love Me, Love Me Not, Volume 5, the manga. Kaguya-sama Love is War, Volume 17. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, Volume 7. I'm Standing on a Million Lives, Volume 8. Q, Volume 41, we're close to the end with that manga. Uh, you have Gabby and Gator, the manga. Final Fantasy Lost Strangers, Volume 5. Fate Grand Order, Mortalis Stella, Volume 2. Dungeon Builder, The Demon King's Library is a Modern City, the manga, Volume 3. Dr. Stone, Volume 14. Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba, Volume 18. Daytime Shooter Star, Volume 9. Blood on the Tracks, Volume 3. Bleach, Can't Fear Your Own World, Volume 2. Blood Clover, Volume 23. Act Age, Volume 3, which I'm surprised it's even coming out because of everything that happened with Act Age. I know, kind of crazy, but it's in the list. Came out, I don't know why. Um, A Sister's All You Need, Volume 8, The Light Novel. A Certain Scientific Railgun, Astro Buddy, Volume 4. And that's it. For me, the ones I'm interested in are Bleach, Can't Own Your Own Fear, Uh, Daytime Shooting Star, Demon Slayer, Dr. Stone, Haikyuu, JoJo's, Kaguya-sama, Hero Academia Vigilantes, Sacrifice Princess, Samurai 8, Snow White with the Red Hair, um, The Promised Neverland, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Welcome to the Ballroom, so a lot of stuff this week. But which of these are you interested in? Let me know. Email me. That's XAN, that's XAN, at spyarkin.com. And before we get to the part you've been waiting for, one final thing our random question of the day, and that is going to be Is there a smell that you find irresistible? Like, for me, one of my favorite scents is watermelon and ocean. I love those two smells. They're great. They like draw me. I mean, I'm not like obsessed with them, but they're really appealing smells to me. Now, what about you? What is the smell that you find appealing? Let us know in the comments at Spyrokin.com. So, Yes, that's it. So let's actually get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only... The... friends, except no substitute. The Wheel of Manga. So what is that? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga slot to each of the slots. So whatever number it lands on, the manga that's corresponding to that slot is going to be the manga review in the next episode of the Spyric and Manga Review episode 393. And I've got to say, I got some great ones on here and if you want to add or contribute to the list join our discord we have a our list that we're currently going to be using and you can actually recommend new stuff for me to put up on there currently the two recommendations that are up are i want to eat your pancreas and wounded man which i'm surprised wounded man's on there but let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode shall we Number three. Oh, so in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga about Revengers, not the Avengers. We're talking about Tokyo Manji Revengers. I'm kind of excited for that. We're going to see how that goes. But let me know if you've read it before and what your thoughts are before or any questions you have before I review it. Now put it in the podcast. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. As always, I love doing this. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can, even if I become the oldest manga reviewer on the planet. So I'm going to keep going because I love it. I love having you guys talk about it. And I just love teaching you guys about mangas you've never heard of before. So thank you guys for listening. And as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonzville. Catch you next time. And keep reading manga. See ya.